0: Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first purchase with the code DMVR25, and if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DMVR20 for 20% off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD, it can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while, long-term, uh, aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of. Try out CBD, try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. If you're a first time customer, DNVR25 will get you 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com.
1: What is up, everybody, and welcome to the dmvr Nuggets post game show a true loser's lounge. Uh A very losery loser's marrage. This is a battle of the losers the Nuggets outlost the Phoenix Suns. I'm Adam Matas. I'm joined by the man in the flowery shirts. Is that another pineapple there, vote?
2: It's not, but you do love to bring that up.
1: <laughs> I love to point out when you pick pineapple. I'm just saying. I pointed out. Big pineapple guy Adam of Mars. Um, I missed you. It's been uh, three hours. I don't, think you, did. Yeah, I don't think you did. I don't think you mean each that. Each other. Um, down here, we got superstar Dev in the house. Dev, I actually
3: did miss you. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the love and the attention that I need. How was How was Summer League? How was Vegas? You want to take this one vote?
2: <laughs> um, it it's it's simultaneously the best and worst time. It's yeah. uh, just the whole so way true. through. So I, I I had a great time, and I could not be happier
1: to be home. That's so true, man. You're right. Like, when you leave Las Vegas, it's just like the best feeling in the world. But that doesn't mean it wasn't fun. It's just like you were so ready to be out of there, um, guys. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Don't listen to me when I give advice. I said the Nuggets were going to win tonight. I think they should have. I think I called it. It was a good one. This was not a very good Phoenix Suns uh, summer league roster. But guess what? It's not a very good Denver Nuggets summer league roster as well as the Nuggets dropped their third straight game. The second one since they've got all their players. This one, 90-84. Um, Dev. You know, we didn't get to hear your thoughts on the last game. Maybe we'll, are, maybe we'll save those for a little bit later. But to me, the my eyes are glued in order to Bones Highland, Zeke Nagy, and Bull Bull. I didn't really think any of those guys played great tonight. Some of them maybe even a little bit bad, and there were stretches of bad play. Was there anybody that stood out in a positive way amongst those three to
3: Well, I think that is really um, interesting for the Nuggets to have a team, because usually when you're going to these summer league type of games, it's for the two-way players, like uh, the guys that are going to be on two-way contracts, um, guys that are not going to be a part of the rotation or um, have that type of situation. So for the Nuggets to come into this um, summer league with guys that are on the team that they really want to see something out, like it really means something for them, You would assume that guys would step up and stand out in these ways, and those guys did not, and they, you know, they really haven't. Like Bones had a a good game last game, um, especially just like uh, considering all of the situations. Um, But today was not a good day for. I I don't feel like anyone actually. I don't feel like that was a good.
2: Especially not our our friend the Oso Blanco down there who took Adam's
3: advice.
1: Look at his his uh, icon too. So perfect. Oof. Doug Mo just ooh,
3: yeah. But for um for for guys like uh, especially like Zeke Nagy and Bo Bo to go into these type of uh, games uh, in the opportunity that they were presented, I just expected a lot more from them and in, in a, a professional like type of feel um for them. And you just don't you don't see it right now.
1: Yeah, what do you
3: think, Bo?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Zeke Nagy was probably the thing I was thinking about most, noticing most, watching this game tonight. Um, just he didn't look—he didn't look ready. And I think, for me, I don't want to—you know—this isn't really a summer league take. This is something I've thought from the get go. I, I go right to the Jeff Green signing, and you go, okay, this is this is why that makes so much sense, even if it eats into Zeke's opportunities. I think he—I see that comment. Zeke will be fine, and maybe that's the case, right? Maybe Zeke ends up being ready. It's just as far as priorities for Denver. They need to be out operating as a contender, injury notwithstanding. And a contender signs Jeff Green, and they 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 I think prioritize that over you know developing a late first rounder. Now, if Zeke looked ready and he looked great, then maybe he plays, and maybe it gets complicated. But he hasn't so far. Um, although I'll, I'll couch it a little bit and say. I guess the context is a little rough, right? Given his late start, the lack of practice, those factors need to be acknowledged as well. How
1: much does that context still matter in your opinion, Dev? Just the fact that they got there late, they didn't get the training camp, he was in quarantine, summer league's not really his, you know, his spot. Like what, how much does that matter or are we past that?
3: I'm past that personally. Um, like getting off of a plane, I think, I feel like all the NBA players get off of planes and, you know, get into those type of situations. Also, these are like supposed to be the best players in the world. And they're uh, like a small um, population of making the league. So they should be ready for these type of situations. They're also basketball players. It's, it's not like they, um, they have went months without playing basketball. Um, they come into these type of situations. You're supposed to have worked on your game. So when you go into summer league, which is pretty much like a free-for-all um, open gym, I feel like you should be able to fit in no matter where you are. There's guys that went into quarantine Um, Like regular people like you you could walk into a summer. I mean, into an open gym right now. You're still going to be decent at basketball. You're going to remember the things that you did well. And also, if you've been working on your game, it'll be a lot more easier. You take a long time off and you walk into the gym. You at least want to be okay. Right now, he just looks decent. He looks like everyone else. And that should not be the case right now.
1: I might even say a little bit less than decent. I mean, less than everyone else, and that, that's part of what's so concerning because I'm with you. Like, there is, There's going to be no big takes, I don't think, off of just the summer league, but there were these parameters that were pretty wide where it's like you can't get too high, you can't get too low unless, and I kind of feel like Zeke is performing on the line of the unless where, look – Charles class talked last game. uh, And by the way, Harrison wind right now will be joining us in just a few minutes. He's speaking with, with Charles class and whatever players they make available to the media. He'll relay some of that information to us just a bit, but you know, Charles class talked about, he wanted Zeke Nagy to explore his game. And I really do believe that's what he's doing. He's exploring his game. We've seen some fast breaks. We've seen some like off the dribble stuff. It's just, I, he might be shooting one of 20 on our, our, and I don't even just, just scoring. I mean, like, one of 20 on attempts in exploring your game like oh that's not a thing we've seen Zeke do how did he do fail how did we do the fast break how did it look terrible like it's just all these things over back to back to back to back and you look at it and you go okay I didn't expect that to be his game but he's trying it out and it seems like at the very least we could say at this very moment the answer is a resounding no he's not capable of doing that and it's not like he's going up against monster defenders he's going up against summer league guys so um you know, I thought in the first game, Zeke Najee's defense, especially on rewatch, really popped. This game, that wasn't the case either. And that I think yeah. to me, that's what's so concerning was the offense looked exactly like it did last game, and the defense looked really struggled in this one as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think that this has been a very tough, tough uh, summer league for Zeke.
2: I do want to jump in real quick and say, if it sounds like we're burying him or, or particularly me with that Jeff Green take, that's not that's not my intention. Um, but just with regards to. The roster. I mean, the biggest question right now for me is, is how does it work out with Green, Green, and Naji and Dozier? And so, if look, it's only summer league, but this was our first data point, and it suggests that maybe that Jeff Green signing was was pretty wise. um Look, it, Zeke will have time and opportunity to impress and practice, and maybe injuries happen, and he's not necessarily out of Malone's mind or anything like that. But just in terms of getting a rotation down to ten at the moment, you know that wasn't a great showcase. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned. Do you have something
3: to have? Go for it. I was going to say uh, just like um, if you go with the um, idea, especially from like the coaching staff at the end of the season, I'm sure that they gave Zeke Najee like three things to work on throughout the summer. Or, you know, just three things that when you come back, these are the things that you need to um to get better at. Um, I'm sure that one was like playmaking again, and you'll know, get out in the open court and making things happen, shooting off of the dribble. In these summer league games, we have seen none of that. It's as if he did not work on any part of his game in that way, which makes it difficult because he's such a talented player because of the poise and he's a knockdown shooter when he's, like, open. And the thing is he doesn't have more to his game than what's already there. So he does have to, like, continue to, to grow um, in that aspect. But when, you, when you're, when you as a coaching staff, saying, these like, this is a guy that we want to give rotation minutes to, We gave him assignments. He's not hitting those assignments that we need him to do. So how can we trust him in situations where we're going to need him to do more besides what we already expect of him? I think that's where the issue comes with Zeke. We don't – you know, I'm not down on Zeke. I just expected more, and I think that he should be more right now. It's like um, in high school when a guy's, like, really talented as a freshman or sophomore, and then they have the exact same things as a senior, and you're like, he never – progressed on those things that he should be working on. So he should focus on that a little bit more. I think that's where the issue comes from.
1: Yeah, and I think – and I'm so curious to see they have one more game on Saturday. I'm curious to see if he continues to maybe try to explore the game or, or, you know, be aggressive or this or that. You know, even just one positive showing, and I mean really positive showing, can, you know, give you some momentum going into the final six weeks of the offseason or whatever it is. So, I I mean, by no means are any of this stuff definitive. The way I would phrase it is that you had – you know, Jeff Green. You've got Jamichael Green. If Zeke Naji doesn't work out, I think Denver feels comfortable, very comfortable, actually, with the guys that they have to replace him. The question was, if surpassing the two greens is over here and falling behind like Chanchar is over here, he took one step. Right. You know, direction. Right. It's not that he's over here. It's just that he took one step. Like, okay, little momentum, maybe going that way. Where you go, all right. There's there's a lot of uh, to sort of work on uh, uh, there. That being said. I do empathize with the guy and I really like Zeke I still do. But I empathize with the guy because what a this is a tough setting for him. I mean even watching the more structured tonight I thought as a team everybody was a little bit more clunky. It's, it was almost like the last game they lost by 20 so defense the defense was absolutely atrocious. But offensively I almost felt like guys were more comfortable tonight. There was a lot of really clunky sort of moments and uh you know kind of sprinkled in there and hesitancy and trying to read things and this or that and it wasn't just Zeke Zeke I think was on the receiving end of a lot of that Um, let's uh, let's move on though to bones Highland, who I think is the next most interesting guy. And I, he's actually the first to me, the first most interesting guy. It's just that Zeke's game was the loudest tonight. Like he, he stood out the most bones. I thought had an up and down game, like an uneven game. There were parts that were extremely exciting. There were parts that were a little underwhelming. Um, My first note is what I just said. He looked to me to be a little bit less aggressive tonight for whatever reason, I don't know what it was, but he just looks so confident and like ready to attack and get in that last game. And in this one, I, I don't know. It just, it, there were moments of it, but there were a lot of hesitancy from him. What do you think? Dev?
3: I think uh with, with a player like bones, especially like so um, early into, you know, his career and trying to find out who he is as a player, I think that at times he's going to have those moments where it's not consistent. So um a big thing that stood out in the first game was the, the, the passing. It was the, Mm -hmm. Um, creating for others putting others in good spots Um, and I'm sure that he got a lot of feedback about how good that was so as a young player you're like I just want to make sure that everyone's happy I want to make sure like I'm getting talked to maybe Malone reaches out or maybe like you know higher ups talk to him and he's like oh that's what they want from me that's what they expect from me I'm going to do that but now it goes away from what you're really good at which is scoring the ball and being aggressive so I think that there are going to be times where he's going to be up and he's going to be down. And also right now he's not hitting the the jump shot the same way that he's used to. Um, So maybe he's going to acclimate it with three point, like shot being a little bit further. Um, So now he's, he's starting to try to tweak his game and just find some type of success. So with him, I think it's a little bit different just because I think that he's still trying to find himself as a player.
1: Yeah. And you speak of those threes though. I, we're kind of being like analysts here. Um, But the threes are so fun. I mean, that guy can really shoot in the deep. The range on his three-point shot is what was so exciting about him. And it's so great that you get him into the setting. Um, and even on a night where I thought he was a little off, he goes four of 11 from the three-point line. Pretty good, especially given that two or three of those were deep. I know at least two of them were super, super deep. Um, and he stepped into them and shot them with confidence. So there were the highs with Bones Highland I thought was great. Are you uh, there,
2: Yeah, no, so I'm trying to get the ads up. I I just realized wind isn't here, and I just broke out into a cold sweat. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Bones up and down. I mean, look, he definitely looked less comfortable offensively. Um, I thought, yeah, just less under control, less poised, maybe forced the issue a little bit at times. He did have a couple of really sweet threes. We saw the range. Um, It's just I think when it doesn't look good offensively, it's going to be kind of a rough night because defensively it's really not there, you know, or at least yet. And, and so obviously he's not, not a super strong guy continuing to die on those screens, get lost set time, take some gambles. So, you know, for him to have that impact, he really has to have it offensively. And again, it's really tough in this context. It's just a bunch of guys with no clearly defined roles, no practice time, no understanding of how each other likes to play. So I Jake, think
1: like you're saying we're downplaying the circumstances. I mean, we really aren't. We got to analyze what's in front of us um, and, and analyze the game we just watched. But all of this is first. The first caveat is just that summer league almost never matters anyway. Like they could have played incredible. And I don't think you can move more than one step as I was talking right, about right. One step in either direction um, anyway, but I mean, the circumstances for this. And by the way, when I went back and watched the last game and even really paying attention to this one, what really stood out to me wasn't the offense being clunky I mean it was you know a little bit of like pickup style offense but what really stood out to me was the defense and we saw a bunch of times tonight where guys didn't seem to understand what they were supposed to do on basic pick and roll coverage or guys would be wide open for Phoenix and you'd be like wow who blew this assignment And I think that's where the lack of practice time really shows is that defensively defense is a team thing you got to be on the same page they're just not
2: yeah also we've acknowledged it a bunch and Like you said, we literally are reacting to the game that just happened. So we really do want to make it clear we're not coming up with some grand takes here. But, yeah, he just didn't look quite as comfortable. And I almost wonder if they played better in that first game because it was fresh off the plane, just go out there and play. Maybe there was more time to talk about it, and things actually got a little more complicated without time to to just sort of oil it out.
1: Oh, look who's here, guys. Oh, my goodness, the crowd really, really excited for Harrison to show up. Uh, why don't – that's a perfect time. Why don't we hit a break? Brendan said he's got you. Brendan oh. said he's got you, Harrison. He's got you. Oh, well, because he uh, wasn't here. First, for this first break, I'll throw a little music on here to kind of play behind you. On the other side, though, I want to talk about Bull Bull. And then, of course, Harrison just got off of Zoom with uh, the coaching staff. Who spoke today, Harrison? Uh, who spoke today? Charles Klask. Uh
0: Charles Klask. Like, challenges and
1: uh, as well, all right. Well, there you go. So, we'll hear from both of those guys on the other side.
2: Hey, um, have you guys heard that Ball is, is sponsoring us right now? Ball is in the all new Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades, uh, and they're also hiring in Golden. So, you can check out hashtag work at Ball online and apply for a position in their aluminum can plant. Text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. If Ball sounds familiar, yes, it's the same Ball that was once Pepsi Center, Ball Arena. They sponsor us too, DNVR. Uh, Check them out and definitely apply if you are interested in working for such a great company.
1: I I love this comment down here. Klask has never won a game. He might end up going his whole coaching career without a win. But, but he's great attacking. at
0: challenges, though. He's great at challenges. Yeah, we'll get to it. We are going to have to get to
1: it.
2: We're going to have to get to it. One thing I learned in Vegas, if you're if you on the fence at all about Vegas, sort of in the way we were articulating, or maybe don't want to go, but you just want to get some gambling in, save yourself the trip, man. You can just do it all from your phone with DraftKings Sportsbook. You uh, actually
0: can't even use DraftKings Sportsbook in Vegas.
2: It's a shame.
0: Yeah, it's very brutal. It's messed up.
2: DraftKings Sportsbook, fellas, is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and right now they're giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game. If that sounded like a typo or like I'm mistaking, I'm not. You do not have to win that bet; you just have to place it. They're going to give you $200. I don't, I don't get it, um, but I think you should do it. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit, withdraw we'll your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code dnvr to receive those $200 in free bets when you bet $1 on any college football game that's promo code dnvr to get free $200 in free bets instantly only for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
1: well, there you go. All right, back here, segment two, DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, Bull Bull, the fan favorite. they can't believe we took us to segment two to get to him. Um, <laughs> the fan favorite. So, you start this game. I mean, he scored a lot of points and had some big highlights in the last one. And then in the first 30, I don't know, 60 seconds or so of this game, he's got two off-the-dribble three-pointers, and you're thinking, oh, my God, he's going to go for 50. Uh, slow down. You were thinking that? Oh, i was, I, was up. I, I thought the whole world was he had two third he had two threes off the drill he was in his bag uh instead he goes for 18 points he goes six to 17 from the field got a lot of shots up goes three of eight from the three-point line six rebounds one assist and three blocks all of which were pretty spectacular um in nature what a harrison give us your bowl your read on bowl in this game Kind of
0: seemed like to me that bowl played tonight, like somebody whispered in his ear that a couple teams might be showing interest in you. If you, and if you have another game, there might be a deal. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. But he definitely came out firing. He definitely came out firing. Um, look, man, it's like, you can talk yourself into the fact that bowl really fun to watch and you never quite know what to expect when he's out there. You never quite know what he's going to do. Mm. other than the fact that he's going to probably shoot it. But it, it, it's kind of like a similar story with him. Every game, it seems like to That's me. so true. It really he, is. He ha- has some really good flashes. Uh, and you can see why in, in some situations how he could be a useful player. Like when he goes to the rim and rolls to the rim, he's an unbelievable lob threat. Yeah. You know, when he gets on the glass, you can really see how he can use his length. But – I Mean he just settles from three way too much, and I know he's a good shooter, but the settling that he did today was just out of control. I mean, he was settling left and right, and it seemed like oh, oh wow, the Harrison, Nuggets were kind he, of falling he wasn't in line settled. with that. He
2: was he was forcing,
0: he <laughs> had his, foot on, he had his yeah. foot on the pedal. As
1: yeah. also, I don't think he views those shots as settling, I think he likes those shots, like he he, he likes oh, to jump jumpers. Sure. jumpers will sure. not anything,
0: yeah. But he, he was shooting way too many threes tonight, and um. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's, uh, we, we've just seen the story too many times. I mean, he's put up huge numbers, but he's also a minus 43 in 81 what? minutes.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, you're saying over the course of these games. Wow. That's a, yeah. uh, that's rough. Deb, what do you think, man? I want to hear your bull takes.
3: I think that is uh, I think bowl puts like the, the nuggets organization in a very, very tough spot, like at all times. And also the fan base itself, um, because there's so many moments that you're like, us. <laughs> it makes sense. You There's no way that this guy can play. But then there's those moments that's like, but wait, these is, this is something that he does really well. This is something that the Nuggets really do need. This is something that um, that translates. He has a lot of things that translate, and he has so many moments that it's like, it all makes sense why he's not playing a lot. A lot. Even when he looks like he's like lighting up the scoreboards, it's still not translating to wins, and I know that that is a correlation with each other. Um, he's, he's playing showcase basketball out there where every single thing has to be a shot that's you know pretty selfish in, in a lot of, of ways. Um, he gets to the free throw line with ease, not making free throws. Like He does a lot of things that you want him to do. It's, ex- like, it's great for a guy to get to the free throw line. It's great for a seven-footer to be able to step out and block a three-point shot. It's great for a lob threat to just be able to have it out there. But then it's like when those things are not working for him, what else is there? Like it's just so many flashes um with Bo and just a lot of selfishness that you can't put around, you know, players like um Jokic or players like Michael Porter Jr. Cause that collides in Jamal Murray. So I just don't see how it's gonna make sense, but he he's he's a difficult player to be like to have on the team. And I know that they just wanted like like just get out of that situation.
1: The way to best describe the bull bull, because you're right that it's just like it's so uneven. The good stuff is pops so much, like unlike anybody else in Summer League, you you look at it and go, Who else can do this? You know, or whatever. And then the, the bad stuff, you're just like, What on earth? What do you do with that? Um and we talk about defensive assignments and miscues. He was like he's at the heart, both games, kind of at the heart of almost every, not every single one, but he's because a lot of guys are making mistakes. But he's making them at more frequency than anybody else, in my opinion, missing rotations and backside help or whatever. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's funny because everybody keeps saying we were having this debate in our group chat about you know everybody says he's so talented he he puts it together, and I think it's it's kind of like if you put all of the talent into a few things, height, touch. You know, I don't know what else there is. Like we talked about settling for the shots. It's not like he's using these great moves to get open. It's not like he's posting up to do this or that. I, I would almost liken it to a golfer who can drive it 400 yards, but it has nothing else. And you'd say like, man, he's so talented. Like, I don't know. Like that's one big talent that really sticks out, but there's a lot of other talents that require you to be successful. And there's a lot of those that he are missing, but first and foremost to me, just some of the like focus and, and, and and that kind of stuff is he's he's really talented.
2: And if he wasn't, none of this would be a discussion and it would, this we wouldn't even be talking about roster spots and two way spots because the approach just isn't right. And, and like until he's really young, so it's maybe he figures that out at some point. Right. But until I think he cares about more than scoring, we always talk about the engagement level and we even did it this week. Like, Oh, Bullock's more engaged. Yeah, when he thinks the ball is coming his way. But outside of that context, not so much. Um, and then, of course, there's just the mistake. So I think Bull's very talented. And I think an organization like Denver, you see the Austin Rivers thing, the way that worked out, makes all the sense in the, in the world for them to buy into the second round, take a chance, roll the dice. And it wasn't a novelty thing. I They wanted to give him a chance. There were thoughts. There were plans. It didn't work out. By the way, no one ever thought it would work out. It was a cheap flyer. So – that's just the way the cookie yeah. crumbles sometimes. And I, we'll see if he gets another chance tomorrow else.
1: I want to Whatever. address this comment real quick here before we go anywhere else because I see this a lot. Like, Bull's trade value, it's as high as ever, like the highest ever. Like, here's the thing. Bull, <laughs> he's an expiring contract. He's going into the last year of his deal. It clearly is not working out with Denver. So, I think you can read between the lines and say Denver probably would trade him if they could. Like, we expected him to be traded for a second-round draft pick at the, at the draft. The fact that he's still on Denver when he – you know, I, I don't I just say that because I see a lot of people saying this like, oh, he hit some shots. His trade value is up. Guys no. he split to the second round and here he still is on a roster that's not even playing him. Like, I don't I, I don't think that I, I don't want to say I don't think I'm very confident that his trade value is not at an all time. It's it's, it's a, not
0: that it's yeah. just not at an all time. high. there's never been any trade value. Right. He's right. never had a single ounce of trade value his entire right. time in Denver. Like, if, he's ne- if you want to put, like, trade value on a scale of 1 to 100, he's been a zero the, the entire <laughs> time. Um, uh, Another thing with Bull, and, like, this is just a bigger takeaway with, with Denver's entire summer league team. And, yeah, the, the lack of a training camp, the, the non-existent training camp, the, the bodies that they've been down definitely contributes to this. But this team has just no idea what it's doing on the offensive end of the floor. And uh, it seems like a big reason is – they didn't have a training camp. This thing was so rushed. They didn't know who was going to be available. But the another reason is just like they've got a seven foot two black hole who's just going to shoot it every time, it seems. Right. And it doesn't seem like Bull's been very conducive to running like a team oriented offense, which you don't see a lot at Summer League anyway. But right to be fair. really just haven't seen much of an offense yeah.
1: at all. Yeah. So that's the bull. That's the, that's sort of the bull situation. I mean, he's, but I do
0: think he's very talented. I'm actually with vote. I do think he's very talented. He's a seven foot two guy who can shoot it and handle it. I mean, he's talented.
1: There would be no discussion here. If he
0: weren't,
3: I think that it would be a discussion and this is where the issue comes for me. I think that he's talented because of the height. If he was six, five, no one would think he's talented. That would never be the word is talented sure right.
2: but he, but he is talented for a 7 foot big so uh, yeah, you know that's just so, the way it
3: works yeah, it comes with like like it comes with extra because he's this tall he's talented but if he was the same height as a regular you know it wouldn't be talented he would then have a lot of he would what would he be actually
1: yeah the the thing here and this is an, another okay, uh, I think we have uh, the, Is the same guy making the same point here? And of course, we like all comments, even when you guys disagree with us, you know, all all are welcome here. But he says, I think we forgot you got cash. You paid cash for the rights to draft him. And that's true. But then you also gave him another contract. We talked about Tim Conley's MO has been to sign guys before, like, you know, to kind of show them, hey, we believe in you early. And Bull actually is another example of that, that they gave him that uh, two year guaranteed contract when in fact he hadn't done anything at that point to necessarily warrant that so um so that you're only half right that they acquired him using cash but then they also paid him a contract that now is you know taking up a roster spot and and this song. i wonder
0: this is why everybody bet he need, is really like, good on 2K. Need to play bowl bowl like, this is definitely why like people are clamoring for him to play more
1: yeah yeah for sure all right uh harrison let's get to the post game
0: um <laughs> so Charles Class talked today. Um, Bones Highland talked as well. Bones is such a competitive dude, you guys. He's so competitive. He was like, I don't care if it's summer league, rec ball, this loss bothers me. Every loss bothers me. It's really hard for me to move on from these losses.
2: Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) You got to love it, man. It's it's easy
2: for me to move on. But I love it. I love it.
1: Honestly, yeah. for summer league coaches, though, like it is a big deal. Like, I don't know if Charles, but Char- the odds of Charles Klasz becoming a head coach someday, very low. Just by nature, there's only thirty gigs out there. So this is like, if this is his summer league too. He's <laughs> Charles Clask is like uh, uh, Devon Reed or anybody else that's like, hey man, this is my one shot. I've got to be, inc- I've got to be Michael Jordan esque out there, to get my shot.
2: So. He's the guy standing next to the captain after the Titanic hit the iceberg. Do so you want to go? <laughs> so be my guest. You're in charge.
0: Uh, yeah, that quote was from Bones, not Paul. Uh, oh, last guest. Yeah. We were talking about Bones. Bones. Oh. Yeah, that, that was Bones. Yeah. I
1: said this earlier because I, I called him Bones Highland with H I G H on Twitter. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm operating at 30% brain power right now. Like, that's maybe less. 30% is being generous to myself. I've got 10% brain power right now. You guys can I probably see it on right. our face. I think you're doing great. <laughs>
0: Charles class Charles class guy says he needs to put the ball in Bones Highland's hands more. He he needs more I, more from Bones Highland, more ball in his hands.
1: I agree with this. I actually think one of my takeaways from this and I don't know what the reason was, I didn't think they ran very many pick and rolls tonight, like s- spread style pick and rolls for him and that's where he really excelled in in the first game he played and this one it, I just didn't feel like he was ever in that that space. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he went five of fourteen from the field, four of eleven from three. That was w- one of my takeaways from Bones today is you saw him get to the paint a, a bit against Boston. like he had a couple nice crafty layups, a-, a couple nice dishes inside. He really did not get into the paint at all today. I mean, he just took three shots, you know from two point range took eleven threes mm. um so. The settling the settling, kind of filtered down to the rest of the roster, it felt like.
1: Yeah. I see this comment here from The Alien. He says, I like the end of Half-Bones ATO play. What's funny about that was they didn't run it. Uh, they came, they called the timeout to run a play, and then Phoenix came out in zone. And, right. and Denver was like, I don't know what to do. And then Bones just shot it from deep and drained it. It <laughs> yeah. was awesome. Claus talked me.
0: about that. He was like, yeah, we had a play drawn up, and then they came out in a 2-3. <laughs>
1: i love it i love it it
0: should be illegal to play a 2-3 zone at summer league <laughs> if you come out in a 2-3 zone technical foul <laughs> automatic tech
1: you should this is saying this also applies to recreational basketball if you play a 2-3 zone in rec you should start with like negative 10 points
0: well you it's funny you say that because when us three were on a team we played a lot of 2-3 zone of
1: course we should start <laughs> with 10 points you know why you play a 2-3 zone because you can't guard when you're old and out of shape. You're so tired. It's like too tiring. Like, you know
3: what? We're going to play a zone. if, yeah. if you That's actually def- like admitting I am not able to stay with this guy. or these <laughs> like, yeah. There's no I'm, way. I'm cool,
0: I'm cool to admit that.
1: But lucky it's rec league or summer league where like there's not enough like off- offensive planning to be able to attack it. So you're just like screwed. It's so dumb. It's really dumb.
0: Yeah. Let's do more. Um, Let's do more on rec
1: league. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we could do a lot on rec league. Uh, I asked clask here, about uh, <laughs> I asked Clask about just bowl his overarching thoughts on him after three games and um, it, he said that he's been impressed like with his growth in terms of he feels like he's I think the term clask used was he's like logging um, a lot in his head. So he, he likes how he's kind of processing how the defense is playing him, like what adjustments need to be made. Um, I'm guessing that this is based off some of the stuff he's he's talking about with full in huddles and whatnot, but um, he likes kind of how he's seeing the game,
1: mm.
0: uh, class said. So I thought thought that was interesting. Uh, th- this was a, an interesting note. Jason Burnell, who who's on the summer league team, who's this six seven defensive forward that uh, we've heard a couple good things about. He got food poisoning the other day.
1: I was wondering why he wasn't playing cuz yeah he was yeah. like an analytics darling so I was kind of thought he would be a guy that would pop or play a lot but okay so now we have a reason for it food poisoning yeah he must have hit, hit the uh, must have hit that Taco Bell on the strip <laughs> yeah i don't know who would
2: ever
0: hit that place
1: uh, <laughs> that's
0: so lame i think i have food poisoning
1: <laughs> uh, i think i'm just poisoned um yeah it it's the the nuggets are having a bad luck on these guys like you think about it starting with whittington you know like okay let's bring him in gets hurt immediately he doesn't get his opportunity now you have this whole summer league being derailed and then uh, of course burnell so what a what a bummer yeah by the way vote i just want you to see people are loving the two three zone take people are loving it so you can you can complain all you want but i wasn't complaining i was joking <laughs> By the way, there's a very good chance D line is here down in Vegas. We we haven't seen him since Thursday. I I don't know what happened to him, guys. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah. Did you guys get to the Zeke Najee portion of the show yet? Yeah, we started, catch we started. started with it. So sorry. Uh, why don't, don't, why don't
1: we take a break? Does there more? Is there any other quotes you have from either? You know, Obama that's all I or... got. Like, I don't, don't want to talk pick...
0: about Zeke Najee, though.
1: All right, but let's take a break and then on the other side, we'll get your Zeke takes. Um, okay. And then, you know, we'll we'll wrap up, put a bow on this. Everybody's tired. All right. Maybe all that's all you me. went. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all me, huh? Okay. You got it? Yeah, I, I do I have it? Of course, I've got it. Uh, okay. Guys, right now at Solace Meds, they got some really great deals going on throughout the month of August. Here's a couple of them. Dixie elixir two for 30 bucks spectra 20% off ripple 25% off silver shell flower 15% off connoisseur shelf concentrates 15% off Um, They've got a bunch of locations where all those deals are valid They've got four Colorado locations one in Fort Collins one in Wheat Ridge one off of Broadway one just blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax Also, you can drop the code DNVR20 at checkout. You're going to receive 20% off. And also, at any location, this is not just the Wheat Ridge location anymore. At any location, you're going to get a free Solace Bar or King Cone with your purchase. And when you drop that code, DNVR20 at Solace Meds. Guys, like we know that buying a house. Look, if you're a first-time home buyer, it can be a hectic process. Um, selling your house a little easier these days than buying your house. Very um, easy. But if you're intimidated by that process, call Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They make the mortgage process super, super easy. Uh, it can be really stressful, but they make it so it's not stressful. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Sign up for a consultation there. It's a free consultation that you can do with those guys. You can also enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Uh, that's at dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia Chevalier. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Uh, finally, guys, at Household Cattle Company, they've got an awesome deal going on uh, for DNVR members. They're also giving away a $200 gift card. And cooler to one lucky winner. $200 gift card and cooler via Hassle Cattle Company. All you've got to do to enter is go to the DNVR Sports Twitter page. Click on the link on our pinned tweet. It's free. You can win money. It's a fantastic cooler. You also get notified about all their great deals as well. And the deal that they've got going on right now for DNVR listeners. 10% off with the code DNVR10 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off. Your hassle cattle company order, uh, at checkout dmvr10 for 10 percent off at hasslecattlecompany.com.
1: I think Harrison Wynn's uh internet is also just getting back from Vegas and operating at a low, a lower speed than usual. Um, what is what was that face? Did you said face when what, what this happened? <laughs> we, we had win for a second, now here he is, popping back on. What were those faces you were given, Harrison? I was. That was me getting pissed at the internet. <laughs> <It didn't work. laughs> All right, Harrison, we we've already kind of railed on on Zeke. You want to you want to bile on railed well? on him?
0: Railed on him. Look, like I can't believe how bad he's been these two games. Like I, I know he's not a summer league player. It's not the type of environment for him. He's not a hooper. He's a basketball player. Um, but I mean, he missed like a point blank layup today.
1: He, he did miss a point blank live today,
0: like like pretty badly.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But the reason I'm not worried about him is like he showed during the regular season in games that actually matter that he was good. Yeah. So shouldn't that matter and this not matter? That's my take. Like he he showed in an NBA setting, he's good. He I, was good for a rookie. He's I not agree. good in a setting that's pretty much fake basketball.
2: I agree. It's just the margins are still tight, right? Like there's still not a lot of room for him to break in. And so it's just a question of he could have come out here, looked great, and then you're that much more excited about it. It's that much more of a discussion. For now, uh, that's just not the case, right? So I I think that's just probably the way to frame it. But you are right. Like he did beat the Lakers. Like he he, he was like a major part of that regular season win, which should be a more informative data point than – than a summer league game. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I saw you, you mentioned Monte Morris, Will Barton and PJ Dozier all out, all arrived in summer. We saw Michael Porter a little bit earlier. Now those three, and you mentioned that they'll all be around the team over the next couple of days. What, is there anything you're telling us about that? I mean, I, I think it would be really neat for these guys to get to be around the actual nuggets, especially bones and Zeke.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was something else that class had to say. He said that he offered all three of those guys, assistant coaching jobs on his bench for tonight's game it seems like they all declined but (laughs) he did offer them those um but yeah it seems like over the next couple of days those guys will be around the team a little more at practices and whatnot um i saw on instagram that all three of those guys were working out and it's it's not like they're working out you know by themselves michael malone's there at these workouts like nuggets coaches are there putting them through drills so it's kind of like a little off-season practice type deal but, yeah, class side over the next couple of days, they'll probably, you know, have those guys around the team a little bit.
1: So, speaking of Will Barton, the number one – he did an interview today during the game, during the broadcast, and the number one thing I took away from it is that Will Barton's Baltimore accent gets stronger in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> you guys notice that?
3: I think it's because he goes back home for for yeah. a bit and he's around his guys a little bit more. So, when you're your, your guys – you got to remember where you came from. I think that those are the type of moments he has.
1: Vote. Yeah. do you get a Jersey accent when you go home? No, I've never –
3: I get a Boston
1: accent for no reason. <laughs> but... <laughs> just start yelling about boxers <laughs> everywhere you go.
2: That's right. It's like, I, I forget that's not really how I sound sometimes.
1: I see some people really want us to talk about the uh, Jamal Murray jumping video. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, go ahead.
0: Let me hear it. Well, I thought this was actually maybe the biggest news that came out of tonight. On the broadcast, the um, the sideline reporter, what was her name? Abby Chin? Was it Abby yeah. Chin? Yes. But she had a report, I'm guessing, from talking with somebody with the Nuggets or Michael Malone. She had a report that uh, Denver's hoping that Jamal Murray is coming back in February or March from
1: the ACL That's in line with what we were thinking. And it's also far enough away that it doesn't mean anything.
0: Well, I, I I mean, it's the first anybody's ever said about a potential timeline. So, I mean, that would put his timeline at, you know, 10 to 11 months post-surgery. I mean, it definitely seems like he he's most likely to return this season. Like, it doesn't seem like he's going to miss the entire year. So, I, I thought that was pretty big.
1: Somebody just asked, why do I always mention what about Baltimore when I talk about barn TCs? Is that what you're saying? Why do I always mention it? I mean, it's where they're from. I don't know. <laughs> I mentioned Serbia a lot about as well for Yoke. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about that's kind of the loop end here was the there was a review tonight of a TARC Black 3 that they reviewed to see if it was an unnatural shooting mm-hmm. motion one, and I thought it was interesting for a couple different reasons. One, the actual play – I'm the biggest, like, I hate the unnatural shooting motion, you know, jumping forward. I hate it. But that was a play where I actually thought the guy did not. I And this is where it's kind of interesting. Sometimes a defender does just foul a jump shooter or whatever, and I thought this was an example of it. But what's dumb is it took five minutes to review, and then it turned out he just did something else. The, the, it wasn't a shooting yeah, foul. Yeah. But he, like, fumbled and traveled or whatever, and it's just like it, – it, It's because the they said the foul
0: was called when – he didn't have the ball in his hands. Right. So it, right. It, it wasn't even overturned because it was an unnatural motion. I
1: feel like that's we, not the reason it was overturned. I feel like we won, but still lost. You know what I mean? Like we got sweet. We, we got rid of that call, but now we have a five minute review that just has a dumb answer anyway. But I think it was
3: important for them to take that time um, to allow like the, the NBA players and their coaching staff to talk to the people that they have on their team. Like, they're really going to be serious about this next year. These are things that they're actually going to take a long look at. So let's just try to get rid of that now. Because if they're doing that in the summer league, they're definitely going to be doing that during the regular season. So I think that it was, it was very intentional.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. It is a good sign because I do have hope that this is going to actually make an impact. And honestly, it won't take long. You do this by Christmas. Guys, will just stop trying it. Like, an unnatural shooting motion is not a thing that happens by accident. It's a very conscious, deliberate thing to jump sideways or forward. And once I mean, you, Chris really- Paul just might retire midseason. <laughs> he might. Um, anything well, else? And then,
0: oh, go ahead. Well, sorry. Was it Reed who tried to do it and then
2: airballed at the end of the game? They didn't even yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Also, this summer league officiating crew tonight felt a little bit like they were viewing it as a showcase for themselves as well. A lot of calls <laughs> being made.
1: A lot of calls. Dude, this game was a took forever. It it was definitely was a three hour game. Uh, It was it was a little bit of a rough one. Do we have any other takes before we get out of here, guys? It's late on a Thursday and my brain isn't working. Um,
0: Caleb Agata showed out tonight. He he did not miss a shot. He went four for four, two or two from three. Nice little bounce back game from Caleb Bagata.
1: Yeah. 10 points. Yeah, I, five, I, six, I can, can feel five, the excitement. <laughs> I was going to
2: say, if you guys had to pick two guys as far as candidates for the two-way stuff, I mean, it's got to be Reed and Agata, right? Easily but the best of the others, in
1: my opinion. That's about as much as I got. Why am yeah. I so mild spicy? I don't get it. I don't get what's going on with the mild spice. I think he's guys. making fun of us not
2: having any takes. oh I Which just,
0: I, I just feel bad for Zeke because he's obviously so uncomfortable out there. Like he's, he's visibly uncomfortable dribbling the ball up the floor, like yeah. on that fast break where he got called for that, his second charge of the night. Um, just, just so uncomfortable. I mean, at one point I was thinking, man, should they close with like Zylan Cheatham or Tariq Black over Zeke
1: Naji? And <laughs> no, that's, it's not a good thought to have. Yeah. You got anything else, Superstar?
3: No, no. um, Awkwardly, uh, Tariq Black having like a a big game, you know, like that's – he's pretty much a vet at this point, but he he really did like um, have a pretty good
0: game. got to clean up that free throw shooting motion, though. Oh, for sure. There's a lot
3: of things he has to clean up. Also like being a big that doesn't really rebound much, but he's also super aggressive and he gets to the line and just having a, a body like that. Um, you know, really worked well. He he played pretty well today. Um, I mean, I'm I'm starting to like uh, Reed just like a bit more. Um, I was you know not high on him like heading into the, the summer league, but he has been standing out as a two way player that that you take a look at.
0: Very dependable, yeah. Also, that's the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> the Nuggets have won a total of two out of twelve quarters. I believe Oof, that's rough. That's they rough. won.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they won the first quarter tonight um by three points. Ooh. And then they won the fourth quarter against Miami, which was just an absolute oh, blowout. So you yeah. really can't even count
1: that one. That's not great. That's really not great. just um... <laughs>
0: won two quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I love everybody somebody gets the high
2: voice. <laughs> remember when we were remember when we were like, dude, this could be an all-time Denver Summer League team
0: yeah <laughs> we do this every summer we do I this know. every summer
2: we do it every summer we're gonna do it again next summer so buckle up
1: <laughs> oh i can't wait oh, i can't wait either all right guys thanks so much everybody the real ones 155 of you live viewers oh, right now the crazy. real ones hanging with us late into the night for a summer league loss <laughs> uh everybody get some rest we'll try to do some same tomorrow by the way guys george carl 10 o'clock 10 a.m i'm gonna be sitting down with george carl at the dnvr bar for keeping it One Thousand. Gonna be talking about Denver's free agency, gonna be talking about summer league. We're also gonna be talking about his beef with Carmelo Anthony. Unprovoked taking shots at Carmelo Anthony. He's gonna talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Should be an exciting one. Don't set watch. your clock, set your calendar, set your watches, ten a.m. tomorrow. All right, everybody. Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNBR listeners, you guys
0: can get 25% off your first purchase with the code dnbr 25 And if you're a returning customer, you can use the code dnbr 20 for 20% off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. It can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while, long term, uh, aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of. Try out CBD, try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNBR20 for 20% off. If you're a first time customer, DNBR25 will eat you 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com.